Welcome to We Mentor Mondays with Nancy podcast. Get inspired. Break through to new dimensions with your entrepreneurial peers on the path to self-leadership mastery and life success. Redefine how you lead as you redesign your business. I call this dual innovation leadership. Take charge of who you next become. Feel more deeply to think, act, lead, and mentor more clearly and effectively. Discover something new from our meaningful conversation today. Hi, I'm Nancy, and today we're going to be talking about Little Birdie Buddies of Minnesota with Heather Boschke. I love authors, I love words and illustrations and everything about the creative and publishing process. Even the hard stuff. Uh, Heather and I were just talking off air about the challenges in when you're learning new stuff, especially with technology. It just doesn't always work out the way you hope. But thank God we just persist and um, look at the beautiful results, this conversation and the prior one. So Heather Boschke is filling life's buckets beyond her marketing firm, which her marketing firm is part of filling one of her life buckets, Vogel Venture. And she's also become an author and illustrator, which is filling up another bucket that she brought back from her childhood. Today, we're going to talk about the creative aspects of ourselves by learning about little birdie buddies of Minnesota with Heather. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? (laughs) I'm just wonderful. I just feel really um, energized by the energy that you bring to the conversation and our connection. Thank you. Little Birdie Buddies of Minnesota, you say, uh, showcases your illustrations and explores 20 different varieties of birds found in Minnesota while introducing their unique personalities and what makes each bird unique, just like you. The friendliness and genuineness of the book seem like an extension of you. Is this book an extension of you? Well, first of all, thank you for that lovely compliment. Um, I love that. And I, I think I think everything we do is an extension of ourselves. You know, what we post on social media, the outfit we choose to show up in, the gifts that we give. I think life is self-expression and it's important to give voice to what lives inside us. And I think part of what our life's work is, is to leave pieces of our heart wherever we go. And this book definitely feels like an extension of my heart. Oh, my God. That is just so, that's like a gold mine right there. Oh, a treasure trove of uh, goodies. <laughs> that's beautiful. So um, I suggest everyone get the book. We'll talk more about the book so that you understand what you're purchasing um, and what you're sharing and how much this book um, you're sharing into the world is going to change what we understand about little birdie buddies of Minnesota. Um, you were 34 when you married Tom. You dedicated little birdie buddies of Minnesota to him and by saying, to my love bird, Tom. Thank mm-hmm. you for making me feel both held and free. Describe a mm. little bit more of what you mean. Yes. So I won the lottery when I married <laughs> Tom. I truly, I truly believe that. And I was a bit older, 34. And, um, you know, we talked about those universe winks before. Um, another universe wink I got before Tom was I was engaged to someone else. I was on a path to get married to a different man. We had a date. I had a dress. And I remember one night vividly thinking, this is a preview of my life with this person. And this is not the life I want to live. And that wink 
is what set me on the path to, okay, we are not getting married. And <laughs> Tom is actually my younger brother's best friend from college. <laughs> so <laughs> he was also not the plan. But when I started to get to know him more and we became friends and started hanging out, it was it was like, where have you been my whole life? And I think oftentimes in life, the challenges that we face and the hard times are preparing us for what's next. And if I didn't go through that relationship that wasn't right for me, I would not have appreciated because I married the good guy. I married, you know, the, the stable, supportive, nice guy who lets me run and be free. And I don't know if I would have appreciated that if I didn't go through what I did before. And so I think that just alone, that experience and then finding him and then quickly falling in love and, and just being so excited to, to, to do life with him. Because what I learned with relationships, and this has also been something that I've tried to just bring to every relationship, is that it doesn't always have to be hard. And my prior relationship, it was like, I don't know why I was trying so hard to shove a square peg into a round hole. Maybe it was I wanted to make it work and I, I didn't want it to fail. Maybe that's it. But I was trying so hard. And then Tom and I started hanging out and I thought, it could be this easy. Like we just, we have fun. And it's not to say we don't have fights and challenges because of course we're married. Like that's what life is. But also it was, it felt effortless in a way that a relationship had not before. So that's when I knew. And when I mean that he makes me feel both held and free, this being held, he provides me with a home base, I guess you can call it. Mm. And a knowing that I am lovable because I am me and that is it. Like I am held simply as I am, not who he wants me to be or thinks I should be. He holds me as I am. So what, uh, as you're saying this, as you're saying this, I'm like, your prior relationship was your last experience with conformity. Mm, Yes. Like you totally let go of conformity when you decided that that, you know, wedding is not going to happen. I'm wondering what you do with the dress. I actually think it's still like in my parents' house somewhere. To be honest, I, I think we talked about donating it, but I don't even, I don't know. I, I think it's either there or maybe my mom did end up donating it. But it just, I mean, yeah, that was, you're right. That was sort of the last demonstration of me yeah. sort of living life for me. It was like, I don't have to. And I think that's the biggest thing is you don't want to do something. Don't do it. If you know that this isn't the right relationship or not the right job. You have choices. And I think that was the biggest thing. And once I started leaning to, okay, what is it that I do want? Well, I definitely know this is not the life I want. Well, then guess what? I can't marry this person. You're right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I would suggest finding your wedding dress, like just (laughs) seeing with your mom if she still has it. So you can embrace it and totally consciously Mm. let it go. Yes. I love that. And just so much... So much like empathy and love for that, that, that what feels like a girl now that just thought she had to do these things. And when she finally listened to her voice of, no, I don't want this. You're right. That dress is just the physical manifestation of me going through that. And um, the other thing with Tom, you know, making me feel free, this is very different from the prior relationship I had. Like the free part comes from 
his support to explore the different parts of myself. Like he, every time I've told him something I wanted to do, he's always had the same answer. Hon, I think that I'm going to look for another job. You know what? I think I'm going to start my own business. Um, I think I'm going to write a children's book. <laughs> every, every time he says, okay, sounds good. There's no judgment. There's no conditions. There's no, are you sure? There's no, here's my advice. He just lets me fly. And for, for me, that is everything. Someone that can love me as me and then mm-hmm. let me feel free to be whoever I want to be. And oh, he does that. Yeah, that's all what our heart, you know, yes. wants. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, that's the most beautiful expression. Hmm. Um, thank you. You also dedicated your book to anyone who hasn't yet discovered their wings to fly. They are always there and ready for takeoff. <laughs> what was your inspiration for writing this book? Yes, I think it was really the simple act of listening to my heart. And, you know, that's what I did when I ended that relationship. It, it's it's like those wings, they're there. You know, they're always there. And we need to flex them to make yeah. sure that they're ready when you're ready to fly. But it was very much this, I listened to what was in my heart. I let out what was in there. And that the book for me, it's just the physical manifestation of that. And I hope what it does, it inspires others to also follow the tugs of their heart, even when the direction doesn't make sense. Like I, when I first had this idea and it started to grow, I mean, my first thoughts were, okay, who am I to write a book? I'm not an author. I'm not you know, like a children's teacher. I don't even have human children. It all felt like, who am I to do this? And the more I thought about it, it was like, no, who am I not to follow my heart? And who am I not to put this out into the world? And so those feelings are really what took over. And then once I got over that, it just became about the excitement of bringing these little birdies out into the world. Mm. Yeah. And each one, I, I mean, is like, I see it as kind of an expression of, of <laughs> you, you know, um, out in the world, as you're yeah. um, navigating and, and spreading your w- wings even wider mm. and wider to see what life has in store for mm. you. So Love how that. did you choose an age group for this book? You know, when I visualized how this would be consumed, or who would be reading this book, I very much saw you know, an older adult and a kid, maybe under the age of 10. And it would be something that they would learn together and and have fun doing the bird calls together. Um, And the more (laughs) I think about it, like this book is really for any age. And I hope that the playful and joyful nature of my bird illustrations activate, you know, that child that's in all of us. And I even have a friend that said that she's going to get the book to give to her grandma's senior center Um, because she's like, they all love birds. I think they would get a kick out of this. So yes, it's sort of meant it's written, you know, for children. But I do think, you know, even my dad was like, you know what, I learned a lot about birds from your book. (laughs) So it could be for anyone. Yeah, I felt the same. What was the time frame that you went to through um, for writing, illustrating and publishing from idea to print? This is interesting, because, you know, the illustrations, I had that first. So you know, I started drawing these birds. And then every time I drew a bird, I would name them. And naming them sort of lends itself to thinking about what Clarence is like and what Bella is like. And so it kind of started with that. And the drawing, I mean, those birds are two years of, of drawing. And so I was drawing before I even had the book idea. 
And then last summer is really when I started to think about, okay, what if I pulled out 20 of the birds that you find here? I do this educational book. I also talk about their personality. So that's when I started to actually write things down. And the writing of it, honestly, probably took a month. It didn't take very long. But wow. then I worked with yeah. It just sort of poured out of me, to be honest. Like it was a, and you've seen the book. It's a very simple structure. You know, there's a a little beginning and a little end. But for the most part, the template is, you know, a few sentences and facts about the bird and then the illustration and then the sentence about their personality. So following that template made it pretty simple. Yeah. Um, And so that took like a month, maybe two in working with a copy editor. And then the publishing took probably another two to three months of getting the files, uploading the files. Um, I used print on demand. So I got a copy and I would look and say, oh, you know what? Actually, this color isn't looking right. And I would re-upload them. So all in all, this was probably not counting the two years of drawing, um, probably a six to seven month process. Yeah. Well, and I would say like if someone wasn't an illustrator, the writing would take like the two hours. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the editing part would probably take the month or something. Yes, yes. Who, and well, it's knows? funny because yeah. now I'm, I'm, I'm working on book number two. So this will be actually a better indication because now I have to draw all these birds as well as, you know, write the words. So this will be a, a better indication of kind of start to finish. How long does this process actually take? And will you be self-publishing the second book? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I enjoyed the process. You enjoyed the process and taking charge of the process yourself? Yeah, you know, when I just kind of learned about what publishing a book meant, and when you work with a publisher, yes, they can also offer you things like marketing help, but you know, I'm a marketer, so that part's really fun for me. And then the project management of it, as I learned about the different components, I really just thought, you know what, I think I can do this for myself. And learning is something that also ignites me. So the learning of the process and doing it, um, also fuels me. So I really did enjoy the process of, of making the decisions and making the choices. And now that I've done it once, I feel like, okay, I know where maybe I would do some things differently or I could speed up the process. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone describe self-publishing quite like that, that you like the part of learning. Yes. And so that um, kept you engaged in the creative part. Yeah. And I think people just have to know themselves, right? Like if learning something new or and project management sounds terrible to you, then absolutely, <laughs> you know, partner with a publisher who's going to take care of all that for you. And then you can just focus on, you know, the story and the writing and how the book looks. And there are people that just want to focus on that piece. But for me, it was really fun to, to learn all the bits and be part of that. Oh. Well, your book is a delight and your <laughs> illustrations are really remarkable, just like you. Um, how you. long have, so you talked about, you've been drawing and creating illustrations that really started in your youth, and then you yeah. took kind of a break, and then you came back. Um, ha, where did it, your desire to draw birds start? This was my other universe, Wink. Um, this was, you know, this was January of 2020. We had gone through COVID lockdown and I just remember hearing, like, I heard a voice in my head saying, you have to draw again. Like you have to draw again. And it almost felt like something of survival. Like if I don't draw, like something in me is going to die. Mm. And it was sort of, it was that strong. And in January I bought a sketchbook and a pen and marker and I sat down. And the first thing that came through me 
um, was this like fluffy chubby bird. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like birds have been a thing in my life. My grandpa used to call me Heather Feather um, and they are my favorite animal. And so after I did that, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to draw chubby birds. <laughs> Oh, well, you invite the reader in immediately by giving each bird a name and sharing three descriptive characteristics in the voice, uh, what I felt was the voice of each Mm -hmm. Minnesota bird, along with other information about them. You ask a question at the end of Little Birdies, Little Birdie Buddies of Minnesota. Did you find which bird is more most like you? So I found three birds like me, the tree swallow, Sydney is hardworking, helpful, and likes adventures. That's probably the strongest one for me. Betty is the black-capped chickadee who's tough, daring, and good at making new friends. And Owen the Baltimore Mm. Oriole has a good imagination and likes building things. I enjoy working with others and building their businesses and also helping them become better entrepreneurial leaders, Um, you know, really embracing who they are as an entrepreneurial leader like you are. You know, it's such a natural process that you go through in kind of evolving and becoming your next best self. So anyways, I love that Mm -hmm. process. Well, and those are three fantastic birds that you picked. I love them all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I found out uh, about birds. I didn't even know, like you mentioned uh, with your dad, he was saying, I I didn't even know some of these birds were in Minnesota. So I've seen the blue heron, but didn't realize that it's the largest of the herons. It's four feet with a wingspan of six feet. I'm like, wow, okay. And I might put some orange slices outside to attract Owen, the Baltimore Oriole that I like so much. <laughs> which That's yeah. right. So which birds do you identify with? <laughs> well, I feel like the two that I have the strongest tie to is Winnie, the red-bellied woodpecker, um, who is bold and strong and likes to lead the way. And then also Gilda, the goldfinch, who is cheerful and friendly and loves to dance. I love to dance and dance all the time. And so, yes, that those are the two that I feel the strongest kinship to. Wonderful. I love that. I would be remiss if I didn't mention what you're going through on a personal note. Before Tom was in your life, your dog Rex was with you. Rex recently passed on. He's been uh, with you since you were 26 years old. I was moved by your video of Rex who spontaneously jumped on your lap before a Zoom meeting. What did you discover posting that video of Rex on LinkedIn? Mm. Well, first of all, thank you for even bringing this up. Um, Losing a pet is the worst part of what is the best journey. And after posting that video of Rex, I was blown away by the number of comments of people sharing their own pain while also helping to help console my own. And the most beautiful part of loving something is not only experiencing that love in real time while they are alive, but after they pass, there is It's almost like this reflection of all the love that still remains. And that is something I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting strangers who didn't, who I didn't know. They were offering me a piece of their heart by sharing their story with me and how the humans in my life just showed up by experiencing that loss with Mm. me. And it's interesting and ironic that this loss 
that has left me without a big source of connection in my life has opened up so many other connections in a different way. Oh, I love that. Wow. All the love that still remains. Yeah. That is, yeah. oh, that's really beautiful. I, I think that's with any um, any person, pet, that yeah. leaves your life. All the love that yeah. still remains. There's so much love. And yes. in grieving, I, I think sharing our grief with others, that's why I just wanted to talk about it. I, I just really feel it's important to acknowledge the full our full selves. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just so appreciate that because talking about him is actually really important to me. Yeah. What kind of a dog was Rex? He was half Yorkie, half Pomeranian, and seven pounds of just pure love and joy and energy. <laughs> yeah, you can see that in the video. So I'll include the video link to LinkedIn. No. You seem to use LinkedIn really well. Um, tell us um, why you um, post, because when we think of personal things, we're, we're yeah. not thinking posting them on LinkedIn. Yeah, you know, I think for me, LinkedIn it's about sharing, like you said before, all of you. So it's not just the professional stuff. At the same time, I'm not posting the same stuff that I post on Facebook. So it, there is an intentionality there. And I think for me, the filter is, could this potentially help someone? And my message with the video of Rex was, you know, capturing life's moments is really important. Even the really little simple ones that you maybe don't think twice about. Like when he jumped up on my lap, I was recording a Zoom meeting um, you know, we had a little moment and I'm so grateful that I have that now. And so for me, it was, okay, if this is a lesson somebody else can benefit from and half the time, what I write on there are things that I need to remember. It either inspires me. Um, and I think, you know, we're all best equipped to help the person we used to be. So if I've been fired and navigated it, how can I help you? <laughs> um, if I, yeah. you know, had a, a tragic, you know, experience losing a pet, how can I help you navigate that? So it really is. How can I help people through experiences that I've been through? Mm, nice. I love that. Matthew and I are soon getting um, my youngest sister's seven-year-old miniature <laughs> schnauzer. Um, her name is Letty. So what advice do you have for making her comfortable and also for anyone else who's considering um, bringing an older pet into their home? First of all, I love the name Letty. That is so cute. And I think considering an older pet is such a beautiful thing. A lot of people like puppies. And I got Rex as a puppy. Um, my mother-in-law, she has she always has older dogs seven years old she got dogs at nine years old and to me that is just the biggest <laughs> just heart you know you because you know you're only going to have them for a short amount of time and these are oftentimes the dogs that other people maybe don't want so you are doing you are giving the biggest gift by bringing an older dog into your home and I would just say you know let them adjust at their own pace you know just like humans they become creatures of habit and you're moving a lot of cheese right so <laughs> right. just letting them adjust at their own pace and you know always making sure they've got reminders of their old home so if it's a bed or a blanket or a t-shirt that smells like someone like just some some things that are familiar um and, you know, more than anything, all dogs need, and this is all dogs, is just all the love. You know, they're so sensitive. They can feel emotion. And more than anything, 
just let them know how much they're loved because that is all they do for you. Mm. I like that too, the reminders of uh, old home, you know, of their older, their old home. I hadn't thought about that before, but I I think like something that they can sniff that's familiar. Right. Yeah, like a blanket. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. And I'm having uh, my sister, she's going to stay for a couple of days to make sure the adjustment goes smoothly. Oh, that's so nice. And you'll have to let us know how that goes because now you can help other people when they have the same type of transition with an older dog. So you will be best served to help other people through that. (laughs) Great. Thank you. (laughs) I have cherished our time together and the gems of wisdom that you've shared. I love how you express yourself in the world and how you're filling life's buckets. Um, You can stay connected with Heather through her vlogs at VogelVenture.com. And you can order her book at Buddha Birdie, not bird, birdie, (laughs) (laughs) dot com. Um, There's also, you're part of... um, a video, uh, your so on your website, you you are invited in as a guest to another person's show on a regular basis. Can you tell us yes. before we go a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. Yes, it's called Arkansas Style, and when I worked for um, a home shopping network, I connected with this woman who was one of the hosts. It was a job where we both got thrown off the hamster wheel. She has gone on to move to Arkansas. She's the host of Arkansas Style, this um, this kind of fashion and fun and other things show, kind of a um, an entertaining and lifestyle show. And she reached out and just said, "Hey, I I would love to do you know a segment with you. What could that look like?" And so we together came up with, "Okay, what if we called it the Joy Corner?" Because finding joy, expressing joy, living joy is very important to me. And it's a five-minute segment we do every other week that gives advice advice and tips on living a joyful life and really living the life that you want. And so that's what we do every other week on Arkansas Style. Oh, what's her name? I love her style and how she yes, talks with you. Yes, she's so, oh, Nicole's the best. Nicole Neiman, she is fantastic. And she's one of those people, very much how I felt like when I connected with you too. There are certain people that when you connect with them, it's almost like your soul recognizes like another soul sister. It's like, oh, where where have you been my whole life? And <laughs> right. that is that is very much how Nicole and so and that connection, it does sort of translate um through the Zoom interviews because obviously she's in Arkansas, I'm here in Minnesota. Um, but we do, we have a blast. Yeah, it really does uh show up and I like the predictability of it you know, the familiarity that you two build and you can genuinely um, experience the joy that you two feel in doing this together. It's just beautiful. So that you can find the uh, Arkansas style in the joy corner, Heather's segment on her website. Very good. Yes. And I have to say one other thing about that is when she first approached me with it, I was really nervous because I thought, okay, this is a TV show. I'm not a TV personality. I'm not a host. And I will be honest, I was very nervous. And what's funny now is that the Joy Corner has created another bucket that is very important for me to fill. So when you look at your life and all of the things you want to fill, there could be buckets you don't even know you have yet. And so this was very much one that if I had stayed in my safe cocoon of I'm nervous, I don't think I can do this. Um, I wouldn't have had this other bucket that is bringing me so much fun and joy every other week. And so it is a bit of a a reminder to push yourself. And I really thought like, what's the worst thing that could happen is 
I sweat the whole time. I look uncomfortable. I stumble over my words. And okay, then I won't do that again. But it's been um, <laughs> it's been so much fun. So it's just one of those things where you never know when a new bucket of joy will pop up that you can fill. Well, and I have to say that, um, so I've, well, I think I've uh, gone through about six of them. I can really mm. feel your groove. Aww. You found your groove already. Thank you. Yeah. It, do, it does. Don't you feel that? I do feel that. I get excited now to talk to her versus like the first one, I was definitely scared. And now I, it's exciting because I'll, I'll run the topics by her. She'll give some feedback and then we kind of just put it. So it very much feels like this labor of love together. And so I think being nervous about things is also a good thing because the, the nervous energy isn't always bad. It actually just means you care. And so but being able to push through that, because I was I was scared. <laughs> it was nervous to the scared point. Um, and now it's nervous to the excitement factor. Well, and also reminding yourself why you're doing this. Like part of the way I, I manage my my nervousness, um, maybe it's not even managing. I, bra- I embrace it because I'm like, I'm doing this for somebody else. So I need to get out yeah. of myself. Mm, that's good. <laughs> you know, that's this really is about good. somebody else. This isn't about me and my nervousness. Yeah. You know what? And I think that is such a, how to live a joyful life is doing exactly that. It's not about you. It's about other people. How can you help? How can you give? How can you make the rooms that you're in better? I think that's, that's the key to happiness. Oh, that's a phenomenal way to finish out our conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here, Heather. And I just, um, I genuinely just love you so much. You're just, you are a soul sister. Mm. (laughs) Right back at you. And thank you again for having me. This was delightful. Good. All right. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next week. expand your leadership skills and become more resilient and competent as a business owner? Do you want to bring more meaning to your relationships and more purpose to your business? Are you ready to take charge of how you innovate, create, and run your business? Our dual innovation leadership process will help you redefine how you lead as you redesign your business. We collaborate with you to do what will work for you as you evolve and change. We start with where you are, whether you are turning around a financial crisis, growing to the next level, or somewhere in between. We address your immediate needs, shore up business development gaps, expand relational literacy, and build upon your entrepreneurial leadership skill sets with this short-term results orientation and a long-term perspective. Start by subscribing to this podcast at WeMentor.com or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you are ready to hire a mentor, contact me at Nancy at WeMentor.com. When we mentor, you create better life and a more fulfilling future as an entrepreneurial leader slash innovator as a competent business owner slash practitioner as a mentor slash role model and as a human being courageously living a meaningful life as gandhi said be the change you wish to see in the world get involved today it's never too late to change your life and how you lead